vulnerable, or apparently less vulnerable, but it doesn't really work. It doesn't really work. It doesn't really work. Each woman responds to the crisis that breast cancer brings to her life out of a whole pattern, which is the design of who she is and how her life has been lived. The weave of our everyday existence is the training ground for how we handle crisis. I am a post-mastectomy woman who believes feelings need voice in order to be recognized, respected, and of use. I do not wish my pain and anger and fear about cancer to fossilize into yet another silence, nor to rob me of the strength that can lie at the core of this existence, of this experience, openly acknowledged and examined. Thinking about the silences from my own past, I remember whenever my mother would mention that her good friend Lena Ferguson wasn't feeling well, she would never tell me why. I was grown and living on my own before I found out that Mrs. Ferguson developed breast cancer when her daughters, my sister, and I were all very young. It took me weeks to get the courage to call Mrs. Ferguson and ask for an interview. I didn't want to step into that private world she and her family and my mother had protected for so many years, but she welcomed me and told me her story, which began in 1961 in Washington, D.C. At the time, the hospitals here were segregated. So my doctor did have uh, privileges at one of the hospitals. So he called and he set up the appointment. And when I went over to the hospital, they said they were sorry, but they didn't have a bed. And about a week, they called me again, and I went back. And again, they said they didn't have room for me. So by that time, I was really upset. So I called the surgeon, and he called them. And they called back and told me to come right over. I had hospitalization, but they would not give me a semi-private room because they didn't have one that had a black patient in an empty bed. I was put into the ward. So I had to contend with all of these eight other patients and there was one in the bed next to me who was very talkative, and I didn't want to turn her off because I knew she was sick too, but I felt so horrible. I remember waking up in the recovery room and a couple of the attendants were saying, uh, he should have done it then. Why didn't he do it? And I, it was real vague because I was in and out, but I caught those words, and I felt my breast, I still had it. So I said, everything's okay. So the nurse came in and I said, well, am I able to go home today? And she kind of avoided the question and she said, your doctor will be in to see you later. Well, the doctor never did come back, but she came back and she said she was sorry, but it was malignant. But the doctor had taken the tissue. He took it to another lab and had them test it. And the next day, they did a radical mastectomy. The doctors had trouble believing Mrs. Ferguson's test results because she was in her early 30s. Back then, there weren't many reported cases of breast cancer in women that age. Today, doctors wouldn't be that surprised. They're finding breast cancer in younger women more often, and they don't know why. 
Denise Winchester is 28 years old. She's a single parent, an energetic, outspoken postal worker, and as far as she knows, Denise is the only woman in her family to get breast cancer. We talked two months after she had a radical mastectomy. Really, a lot of the intensity and a lot of the feeling came after being told the actual diagnosis. And what kind of things went through your mind when you were given that diagnosis? Anger. Anger. Intense anger. Because they didn't do a biopsy when they first found the lumps. And there was a possibility, there was more than a 50% chance that if they had have done a biopsy upon finding those two small cysts, I would not have had to go through this. So there was anger. Um, once that subsided, there was fear. And uh, then courage, because I have an eight-year-old child, so I had to make...